What it is, what is up, what is good, gamers? This is Kevin, a.k.a. Shonuff71, and your auditory canals are tuned in to Season 4, Episode 6 of the Gaming Vessels Podcast. And as usual, I am not in the digital studio alone. Alone, Along with me is the Bay Area Terror himself. Dez, what's going on, brother? Not much, my friend. And my friends out there in podcast land, thank you so much for joining us. Um, we really appreciate you being here. And uh, always, thank you, thank you, thank you. All right, all right. And the show would not be a show without Trader Joe a.k.a. the Food Max of Gaming, who will maximize your gaming dollar. What's going on, homie? Eh, not much, man. Just enjoying this uh, fine Saturday afternoon. So, weather's great. It is. Is I'm 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 just glad that we're out of those the 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 rainy and the dreary and uh, at least for now. <laughs> I I I don't want to put I don't want to take the weather for granted. <laughs> just yeah you really can because you never know it <laughs> might can. go back to the way it was and i'm like i can't have that i mean we'll go we'll go for we'll we'll, we'll drop down from to, we'll drop down to 40 and then be back up to 80 the next day so <laughs> i ain't putting too much past this global warming uh-huh. global warming climate change you know all the things our our, our fine gop representatives say doesn't exist but <laughs> we're not a political show. We're going to jump right into it and uh, talk a little bit about what's been in our gaming rotation for the past couple of weeks in the playlist. So, Des, why don't you kick us off? What's been in your rotation, brother? Um, Actually, I haven't really been playing that much um, lately. It's just been really uh, with a lot of school going on. Uh, one one game that I'm excited to play though is um, uh, EDF Iron Rain. I'm really looking forward to playing that. Um, so I, that's really I've been playing Outward, played EDF, played um, uh, trying to play this World War Z game. I really want to try that. Um, so I really haven't played that much. Um, the only game that I really played. Uh, at any length, though, was uh, Outward. It's been a very fun game, uh, very uh, ambitious studio of like ten people came out there, built a game from the ground up, and and it's and it's something. It's fun, you know. It's it's it, it is it the best looking game? No, but but the gameplay, the loop, it's it's interesting. Um, and again, the games I'm looking forward to playing though is uh, EDF Iron Rain, and then um. Uh, World War Z. Those are the two games that I'm kind of like. That's probably what I'm going to be playing after after we finish up the show because I just really want to really want to try them out. Oh, and I played EDF, the uh, EDF Five. So that was the other one, you know. So wanting to compare EDF um, Iron Rain to EDF um, Five, but I really don't think you can because they're really they're made by completely two different studios. The the way it looks is completely different. Uh, the way it plays, yeah. while not different. Uh, there's still a bit of nuances, and I think it's it's those nuances that are going to make uh, either make or break it. So I was kind of making the metaphor; it's like kind of like uh, clam chowder, but one style's Manhattan, the other one's like New England. So it's like yeah, it's a, I, I mean, kind of, you know, yeah, you know, 
it's a different recipe, but you know, different chef and a different way to look at things, you know, but and the same, it's uh, dudes and chicks fighting against giant, you know, humongous monsters, you know, so. um, humongous, humongoid monsters. So yeah, yes. so I'm, I'm cool. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm trying very hard to, to, uh, to just kind of stay, you know, into playing games right now. Been doing a lot of schoolwork, but you know, but again, I'm just trying to get, just trying to get done with it. You know, just trying to get done. <laughs> is this you're coming up on your last semester, or is uh, this your yeah. last semester? Uh, next semester is my last semester, so I'm very, I am very ready. I am ready, cool. ready, ready, ready. <laughs> uh, ready. Nice. I wouldn't have your patience to be going to school. Yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> oh man, I, I don't, I don't think I, I don't think I could either. I, I probably should have done it a long time ago, but I just, I didn't have the patience then. But I. Your dedication is very admirable, sir. It's so one Trader... of those ones that I just kind of had to be like, okay, I just got to get it done. So that's yeah, what I did. Got to be so. about it. But be I'll about tell you, I it. would if you any 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 you know youth out there is listening, get that shit done. You know, just get it done. Just get it done. Because it is. Oof. Yeah, you take that year off, and you end up. You don't take a year off. You take the rest of your life off, and you just leave it at that. So. Yeah. <laughs> Been there, done that. So, <laughs> oh, facts. All right, Trader Joe, what's been in your rotation, my friend? Uh, game wise, a lot of Earth Defense Force Five on there. It seems like I just gotten this like kind of on a kick lately. Um, last couple weeks, um, I'm up to like uh, mission one oh one right now in my single player campaign, and then we were trying. Me, Jason, and you were trying to clear out this one specific uh, mission. I think 56 on hard to get better weapons. I managed to clear it a couple of times with the help of some other randoms online on there, and was able to ultimately get enough good weapons to bring over to my single player campaign to be able to just kind of, you know, where I'm not struggling. You know, I remember I think what the two three months ago where we're like uh, playing. One of the first uh, uh, armored alien missions, and we're just hunkered down in the parking garage, like you know, just dying over and over, over and, and over and over again. And <laughs> yeah, and then and look, looking now, where the weapons, once like, you get the weapons unlocked, it's it's just like you know, it's like click, make snapping your fingers, you know, just uh, go for the leg, lop off a leg. They're on the ground doing the snail trail, sitting there shooting them in the and the arm where they're shooting you at from there lop off one of their arms and then go straight for the torso on there so <laughs> so i got a particular method on how to take down the armored aliens now the heavy armored aliens with the uh you know, big old rocket launchers laser cannons and fire you know flamethrowers uh has to be handled a little bit more delicately than that but it just depends if you have the arsenal to be able to bring into and what i love about edf is you could you know play some levels on hard bring those same weapons back into normal at least in the single player uh offline campaigns and be able to you know just be able to clean up shop sometimes or you know just get, get a little bit better uh way to handle situations so i'm looking just to get the end of the campaign on normal oh i'm playing the ranger class i am actually looking forward to actually because you know it seems like with every earth defense force game i've played it's just always ranger 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 it's like i'm gonna actually kind of dig into the fencer and the wing diver a little bit and air raider on there and i'm gonna probably what i'll do is i'll probably just throw the game on easy get to learn the character classes a little bit better 
on there and get a better idea on there. Now, I did play Iron Rain for a little bit, but it's kind of jarring going back and forth uh, between EDF5 and Iron Rain. I did that like a couple times where I was going back and forth between the games on there. Um, one thing I could say about Iron Rain is it starts out with this like kind of over-the-shoulder camera angle, kind of uh, like Gears of War a bit. And so there's two camera options. I wound up uh, uh, changing that over back to uh, the second camera option, which is more regular EDF style on there. It's kind of hard to get used to, um, you know, with EDF, it seems like it has that like loot um, kind of uh, DNA behind it on there where you just I, I literally will um be in a level down to like the last couple of enemies hopefully all the npcs are dead so i could go and gather all the weapon crates and armor crates on there i'm a, like a ocd kind of guy i think we kind of admitted me talking about crackdown and other games so I, I like my loots on there so that's my kind of dna to play edf is to do that on yeah there, so I'm yeah, I'm not about that life though. So, <laughs> yeah, so I, I think maybe Iron Rain will be better because of the fact that you're just gathering orbs, you're not uh, picking up items in the in the battlefield per se. So, so it might be better in that aspect. It's just something to get used to though. So, on that. So, but we'll definitely. I'm going to be tearing into Iron Rain a little bit too. I'm just really curious to see the differences and to see how uh, the game plays differently and uh, just to check out the different character classes too. You know. With the with the pawn rider, uh, with the um, you know armored ant, you know you have a grappling hook. You know it's just like kind of nuts on there. So and it looks like it's getting a little bit momentum, at least social media and people playing it and that kind of thing on there. So uh, looking nice. forward to that. Um, other games I've been playing off and on. Uh, been playing just a little bit of Division Two. Um, really haven't got back to that. I don't know if me and you, Desmond, are going to dive back into that or if I'm going to just be doing Possibly. more of a s- single-player c- kind of thing. I've been wanting to check out the, um, uh, what's the game? Uh, Path of Exile on PS4. I know some people have been enjoying that, and I got that downloaded. I have not fired that up yet, but uh, that's kind of been on my radar a little bit on that. And uh yeah, I played a little bit of Crackdown in the last three weeks. Crackdown three, on there, so I still am enjoying that. It's just to see it, that game is so I would lo- I love that game. I think it's great in of itself by itself, but it's kind of a like I think I stated before. It's kind of a throwaway game in a way. You know, it doesn't have a lot of weight. It's 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 like the junk food. It's like the Taco Bell of like you know third person shooters if need be. You know. <laughs> I could probably equate it to that. I mean, it tastes good. I could grab those orbs, you know, and, and that extra, you know, mild sauce on the top and everything. But, you know. You said mild um, sauce on the top. No, you didn't. <laughs> <laughs> you know. But, uh, you know, it is it is what it is, you know. Uh, the game's perfect. It's on sale right now. Best Buy for 30 bucks with a steel book, you know. So I actually might go and get the physical copy if and when if I don't decide to extend my games pass. Which game there, is this but, again? Uh, Crackdown three. Mm. You know. I mean, I kind of want to play it again. It's just I have just not, I just have no desire to 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 turn on my Xbox. <laughs> I've been noticing that. I know we're for a good couple of weeks. Yeah, I know you're really into the games pass and checking out what's on there and seeing what's on the. Uh, platform are you just kind of just getting cold feet about it or just not i wouldn't not say cold feet mood? i wouldn't say cold not feet. into it's the 
not into the mood. Yeah. Quote just, unquote. Like I just just like I'm trying I'm 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 tired of just trying to make it work, you know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, I'm just I'm just I'm just tired. I'm just tired yeah, of trying I'm, to make I'm that tired, work. baby. I can't make it work. Yeah, and it's like I'm trying to make it work with you. I'm trying to try to make it work with you, Xbox. I'm sorry. Do do do. You know. I'm now, just, are you, I'm now do you have the X or do you have the S? Yes, the or S. The original. I have the S, so oh. that's what I mean. I'm just like I'm trying hard, trying to make it. Like I didn't spend a lot of money on you, but I'm just like at the same time. I'm just like. Ugh. Well, it's the same experience regardless of whether you have the S or the X. Yeah. You get your 4K. You get your 4K uh, up upscale or quote unquote native quote unquote. But it uh, just depends where you like to play. I know that we have probably some listeners. Isaiah six eight. What's going on, brother? That you know, you know, people prefer the other side of the fence. It's all good. On there for your multiplats. I mean, if they have friends on the Xbox and they like to play on the Xbox, that's great. On there, you know, I I actually want to play the platform more on there. I want to, you know, I uh, know Operencia. This, there's this new first-person uh, RPG that just came out that's on Games Pass that is uh, supposed to be pretty pretty good, and that's out and that's on Games Pass. I can't wait to check that out. I'm not sure if that's multiplayer or not, but in Monster Hunter World just came out yesterday for Games Pass as well, so there might be some new peeps on that to play with possibly. If you ever want to go back to that on Xbox or whatnot, so mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I know even our our fellow associate Chris Lefty Brown's thinking about playing Monster Hunter World, so I'm not sure how well that's going to go down or not. So because <laughs> we kind of know how sometimes that game could be a little bit uh, um, well compared to a lot, lot more streamlined than the prior. Yeah, it's more streamlined than the originals. I don't know how I I hear pe- I've heard people complaining about uh, so the menus and getting into the game. Um, oh yeah, for sure. Just I, in I, general, I, I just compared to other play, modern games, the gameplay loop might just be a tad hard. I would say. Oh, it's hard. It, yeah. It's definitely it's definitely difficult, particularly if you did like I did and mostly played solo. <laughs> it's, it's really difficult. Well, that's 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 the way to roll. Sometimes I know what uh, Gaijin Hunter, one of the most more noted Monster Hunter streamers, he plays like ninety seven percent or like ninety five percent of the time solo because that's just the way he's used to playing Monster Hunter. So you know, mm-hmm. so just depends. But yeah, that's pretty much all I've been up to with games and whatnot. Uh, waiting for a good trade weekend to uh, coalesce right now, and I'm, I'm counting counting my. Uh, Holding out for Monday. Got some some big tsunami of wonderfulness coming on Monday. Hopefully, so we'll see. So mm-hmm. stuff that you're picking up, or stuff that you already got that you're trading in. Oh, there is a trade bonus right now. The trade in games towards Days Gone, but uh, supposedly through an insider, through a message board I go th- go to, mentioned the fact that starting Monday, GameStop's running uh, cash same as credit. But in the state of California, they can't run cash same as credit because uh, based on the pawn laws of the state, they can't run that. So uh, every time they run this nationally, they will do a 50% trade bonus uh, for California residents on there. And so this week weekend right now is the trade boost week, and they have a particular four-day period every week, every month, where they boost trade values. And they have games like... We sports that you know normal doesn't get 
dually dually squat and going for like fifteen dollars base on there. So wow. So so basically the boost weekend is what we like to call it. Runs usually from Friday into Monday on there. So I'm hoping when the cash famous credit rolls around on Monday that um, the two promotions kind of meet in the middle and I am going to be trading, you know, some unfortunate, you know, uh, casualties of gaming <laughs> wars on that. So I'm looking at getting like stuff like 80, 34 bucks for Anthem, you know, 38 bucks for the crew too, you know, uh, some games I bought kind of on the cheap on there. I have some old Pokemon games I could trade up for 30 bucks each. So, so there's okay. a couple of uh, red block red box turnarounds. What we'll talk to you off the air about Kevin. So, it's oh, okay. and of course our friend Rory, of course, as well. So, oh, Rory's back in the game. Rory McElroy, yes, <laughs> shooting for a hole in one. You know it. So. <laughs> oh, what you been well, up to? What you been playing, Kevin? I haven't been playing much of anything. Life has kind of gotten in the way uh, this I'm past week. That. So, yeah, yeah, so. I'm looking at try, trying to make some changes uh, professionally, so I haven't really been playing a whole lot of games. So, but I, when I did play, I played with uh, you and Surgeon Fire. We jumped in EDF Five, and really, that's the only game I've been playing. I, uh, just before we began recording, I jumped into some Destiny, uh, grinding out my uh, oxygen. Our oxy, why can't there's a? They call it the oxygen. It's this uh, scout rifle uh, pinnacle weapon. So I'm doing the grind for that, and I've completed two thirds of that uh, triumph right now. So I'm going through that, and basically it's pretty easy. You just have to grind out um, strikes. So it's 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 not it. It's one of the one of the best weapons in the game. Uh, since this new update, so I kind of want to get it. I put I put my quest for Thorn on the back burner because the only thing I have kind of what was that, Kev? Oh no, did he cut out? No, he's still here. Uh, can you hear me? Now I can hear you. Yeah. Okay. I don't know what happened. Um. I was saying I've kind of put my quest for Thorn on the back burner. The only thing I have left to do is complete this strike, but uh, I'm unable to get a hold of some folks to help me run it. So I've been looking at YouTube and watching people who have soloed it. And I've got, I think I've got the right gear loadout to kind of follow their example. But... I, I nine times out of ten I screw up and mess something up, and it's and it, it kicks you out to your last checkpoint. And some of those checkpoints can be a little bit of a of a of a of a drag because not because of of how far they are, but because of all the enemies, the high powered enemies that you've taken out, just to get to that point. And then all of course they respawn <laughs> since you since it takes you out of the game and puts you back to that that uh, your last. Um, waypoint so uh, i've got it it's on the back burner it's just something i'm going to do at some point but i i just need to was it get good as some of the as as the young folks say but uh this week i just really haven't had a chance to play any games like i haven't touched sekido 
um, haven't touched uh, Devil May Cry or any of the other games that uh, my, my more recent purchases is just I've been kind of uh, putting my gaming time uh, into making some some changes in the real world, quote unquote. So I hear you. Sometimes you got to do that, unfortunately. Yeah, you do. You do. Sometimes you definitely have to do that. But um, I'll be back. I, I I probably should be back in my normal rotation, my normal routine in the next uh, couple of weeks here. So hopefully we'll see. But and with that, we're going to move into our main event. Uh, Sony decided to kind of lift the veil. Just a little bit, not a full review, but a kind of lift the veil on what's the upcoming, the, their upcoming next generation system is going to be. Uh, I'm all for I'm all for just calling it the PlayStation Five, even though it hasn't been officially announced or titled as such. But Mark Cerny did kind of brought the press in to take a look at uh, to discuss some of the features, some of the specs. And we're going to jump into that right now with Trader Joe, who's going to break some of that down for us, and we will discuss. So, Joe, why don't you go into that for us for a little bit? Yeah, um, this was a, based out of an article out of Wired.com on there, and basically Mark Sony had an interview with the their staff on there and they went into some details with the next Sony platform on there. We don't, uh, we're not calling it PS five yet, but I'm assuming we want to call it PS five until we're told otherwise on there. On that. I doubt they would come up with a different name for this bad boy, but, uh, what they're starting out with, uh, they have, um, as far as for the, um, GPU, uh, third generation Ryzen cores, uh, seven nil nanometer fabrication, uh, based on the upcoming Zen 2 design on there, um, they're going to be uh, using a full eight cores on there, used with hyper-threading for 16 total on there. Uh, so that's CPU and then GPU. It looks like that they're working off this uh, particular uh, AMD graphics core next architecture, which is based on a codename Navi on there. So, and uh, all in all, Looking to see as far as uh, what's going on in the space, you know, I was reading some analysis uh, from it, and it seems like uh, AMD is working with both Xbox and with um, PlayStation regarding um, coming up with the uh, GPU CPU solution for both consoles. So it's going to be to where I think mo- both consoles are going to be very similar, except for, of course the stuff that might be engineered on each side's like, uh, you know, group, what they're doing. And one of the things that were kind of talked about too, is that, um, the GPU CPU is going to support Silicon ray tracing on there, which is commonly known in graphical uh, cards on the, on the IB uh, computer on that, you know, with the NVIDIA specifically, uh, having some ray tracing support with their recent uh, graphics cards that are out right now. So, they did mention too that based on ray tracing, that uh, it's going to really um, be the next generational leap for uh, sound design on there, and saying especially with headphones that it's going to be like night and day as far as what you'll be able to hear and what the the sound um, kind of um, foundation is going to be 
uh, for the next generation of consoles on there, which has gotten kind of me excited a little bit on there. I think ray tracing actually is something that will help with sound on top on there. So I think that is a next step up on there. They also mentioned the fact that um, they're going to be using some sort of proprietary SSD technology that is not even used on current uh, computer specs at the moment to run things quickly on there. They did have a a PS4 Pro side-by-side with the uh, development station for PS5 on that and um, basically uh, was showing that the game, like Spider-Man, was running just like within a second or two where on the PS4 Pro, obviously, it was taking a good 20 to 30 seconds to load on there, so... And right now, we don't know at the moment as far as the amount of RAM, the clock speed of everything, the uh, you know the teraflops of the system per se on that. But it kind of gives us a kind of opening peek into what's coming up for the next uh, PlayStation console on there. I'd, It was asked, too, in the article about as far as uh, the other initiatives with Google and also with Microsoft and xCloud about Sony's, um, you know, wherewithal opinion or implementation of some sort of streaming technology. And they did make a point to mention that, you know, Sony is um, one of the industry leaders as far as streaming is concerned. You know, people kind of forget about PlayStation now on that and PlayStation now has been in effect and is a very robust, you know, service on there. I know people love to talk about Xbox games pass, but the uh, PlayStation now for all intents and purposes have more games streaming a lot of PS3 games on there. And, uh, we're just going to have to see uh, what else comes on this, but they're looking on trying to make a, a true quote unquote generational leap with this next, console and i'm pretty sure we're going to see it probably from xbox as well on that so now another thing that was kind of said after this kind of blew up is that there's uh uh, you know those wonderful rumors and speculation going on right now that uh, uh, there was a uh, particular person leaking whether this information is actually accurate or not (laughs) but uh this is basically uh, posted on Pace bin on there, and they talked about as far as what would be coming out when the PlayStation 5 does come out next year on that. And they talked about, according to the post on there, this person says he works uh, deep inside the um, SIE's um, you know infrastructure, and he knows what's going on. Basically, saying that they're going to launch the game with uh, Gran Turismo 7, which is also going to have PlayStation VR support. Uh, PUBG free-to-play 4K remaster exclusive to PS5. Last of Us Part 2 goes to Tsushima remaster. Battlefield Bad Company 3, a Harry Potter game on there, which is the one that was leaked on that. A new uh, Assassin's Creed game, which is based on the leak uh, about it being based in Norse mythology, uh, based uh, at a Viking motif, and then uh, last but not least, Grand Theft Auto 6 on there, which is supposed to be ex- exclusive to PS5 for one month on there. So For one so, month? Ugh. Yeah. <laughs> Seems so yeah. silly. 
I know. Uh, to me, if it's going to come out, it's going to come out. I don't know why I know, they right? even want to pay to have it one month exclusive, you know. So, but it kind of sets tone in a way, you know. I I didn't like it when Xbox did last generation with the 360 with the call. You know, granted, I'm not a big Call of Duty fan, but they did that, and you know. Um, PlayStation did the same thing this gen with Destiny and Destiny 2 with the exclusive, you know, DLC and and uh, strikes and whatnot. So uh, to have that game exclusive for one month, I mean, I mean, if they're paying Take Two enough, Rockstar enough to do that, but uh, you know, kind of interesting times right now. What do you guys think about the this next console? So I'll let you go ahead, Kev. Um, I just. As as long as the pattern follows what they've given me this generation, I'm fine. Um, I'm not one to, or rather, I don't really understand the tech alphabet. <laughs> you know, when you start talking cores and threads yeah, and, do I. and uh, hertzes and all that stuff, I'm... I, I, I mean, I, I can sit here and try and try and BS my way to yeah yeah I, oh yeah that's great I have no idea what that stuff means and I I, I built my own computer. <laughs> so. Yeah, I, I leave it up to <laughs> like people from Digital Foundry. I know I watch those videos. I'm not a particular tech guy myself either, but it's good to see people that actually do know that stuff to be able to interpret it, see where it's going to kind of fall with uh, the next uh, GPU cards coming out on pc and let's see as far as how amd is kind of trying to service themselves as far as their um graphical graphics cards and as well you know to be able to go so also to uh you know service these two console manufacturers you know nvidia is working with nintendo so it's just like if it's good to see you know them kind of go off on it talk about it and gives me a lot better level of understanding where uh, the whole tech thing is coming from so yeah, the whole that, S- ssd thing is uh quite f- remarkable from what they talked about but, i'm excited uh, for that actually yeah mm-hmm. you know get these games fast loaded up faster one thing i'm super excited about is it has a disk drive <laughs> you know mm-hmm. i'm just like i like that you know they're like nope we're still gonna have you know physical media you can still buy your disc and put it in there and i'm like thank you oh, so yeah. much I was I'm glad that they did that and you know, I like also like, the fact that they did say they're gonna support VR and at least the current VR headset's gonna be compatible with the PS five to start out with. So you know, I thought that I thought it was great. I was like, okay, well, um I will probably I mean I'll probably end up getting one of these. Um I mean I know both of you are gonna get one. It's just but the but part of me is the the, the one part of me that makes you makes it feel kinda weird is 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 it gonna be um is it going to be what am I looking at? Is it going to be um uh backwards, backwards compatible? No, no, no. I know they said it was gonna be backwards oh, compatible. Oh, that's one B that I didn't mention yet, but they did uh, say it's gonna be backwards. No, compatible. the thing that I'm worried about is is it going to be um a new one coming up immediately, you know? It's like <laughs> You know what no, I mean? you know they're going to hit you with that that mid cycle refresh. I, I I think that's probably going to be. I think that's probably going to be the 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 way of consoles for the foreseeable future. Um, I I just see that as being part of the of part of the formula. Well, I don't think you know with this. This is too much of a jump from the last set of consoles that. 
you probably, if we're going to see this thing in 2020, I don't see a PS5 Pro at least until 2024, 2025 on there. So, really, and if, if Trump, far? if if well, Trump, that's why I said mid-gen. I yeah, mean, it's not gonna, it's yeah. not gonna it's not gonna launch. You know, hey, next week we got the the PS5 Pro. It's going to be mid-cycle or maybe closer to the end of the cycle. They're gonna they're gonna hit you with another refresh because these for whatever re, for whatever reason these companies like that 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 uh, cell phone model. You know, people go out and, and they and they'll drop another grand on the latest uh, Samsung or iPhone and think nothing of it. And I think uh, Sony particularly is since their focus is still hardware, would definitely like to see uh, that model applied to their uh, applied to the way they're doing their console business. Uh, so I think that's 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 I think that's going to be a given. Unfortunately, I I don't think we'll. It'll be one of those things that we'll see soon in the cycle, but I think it's definitely going to be one of those things that we're going to see a few years out. But like for me, the the PS5 is already sold uh, in my mind for me because of what uh, PlayStation is able to accomplish this generation. Yeah, and no, I, I as, as long as they keep showing that blueprint and keep the current methodologies up for that uh exclusive content uh for pushing and getting uh deals from third third and second party partners for content on that system that you can only play there natively rather that you can only play natively there they're building a case for you to go out and buy their product which is what i want to see from not just PlayStation, but any product I go out yeah. and spend my money on. So, as long as that as long as that uh, model continues to be their focus, and they're not going to turn around and not going to say, "Hey, you know, guess what? On that console, we're going to we're going to go the Google route, and now everything is streaming." You know, as long as they don't do something crazy like that, uh, mm. I I think this thing will be. Uh, pretty successful now my question is how much are you willing to spend uh rumored right now is 4.99 on there whether they get it down to 3.99 or if they play around with some of the specs whatnot i think uh 500 is a okay proposition in my book but you know oh uh, ps4 pro right now i think is uh close to that i think ps4 pro is what four four hundred dollars right now or is it 450 i forget the uh price for that I want to say it's four, but I honestly haven't checked recently. Yeah. Yeah, but, uh, you know, it, to me, it's not really about the most powerful console. I just want to know that I'm going to have a breadth of software and a, a range of games I would like to play. Because arguably, you could say Xbox One X is a better performing console than a PlayStation 4 Pro uh, on the regular. It's just the point that, uh, you know, besides... You know, whatever multi-plats are on that system that Microsoft really hasn't brought forth a, a full line of content. At least that is attractive to me, at least, so, on that, so. And they're working well, their way back seen, up. Yeah, I mean, we've seen what they can do with 1.8 teraflops just on the base PS4 Slim. Uh, you know, throwing God of War and throwing Spider-Man or, 
throw in uh, we we will be throwing in days gone. At least I will be throwing days gone. You know, in another week, and that's that stuff was made with the 1.8 tera, tera, teraflop system in mind and upscaled from that and and it stuff that 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 their first party studios is just amazing and it's their first party studios as it is with every console that sells your product that pushes the product that shows you what what this little plastic box can do and justifies it um and as long as like i said as long as they stick with that formula i i don't think they have anything to worry about i would probably be because i i there was a comment that uh cerny said where um where he mentioned was i guess one of the one of the uh journalists asked him about price i think this was after this initial interview uh, mentioned price and he said that uh, the price will be uh within the something along the lines of within the realm of re of re- reason for gamers who want a premium experience on a console or something like that so okay <laughs> yeah so well, without I, actually I having an answer at the moment you know yeah I mean, so you know i what is that what is that going to be and of course the rumor mill is already uh slurring around that well sony's going to willing to take a hundred dollar loss on the console and None of this stuff that, as far as I that I'm concerned, is is confirmed until Sony actually comes out and announces the price point. But uh, I would ex- I would I would expect to pay just with these initial specs that are released. I I wouldn't balk at four ninety nine. I I really wouldn't. I wouldn't either. You know, someone was actually making <laughs> a kind of a play on Twitter saying that Sony was trying to build up the technology in this thing. And then, you know, lo and behold, they're going to come in with the whole, well, guess what? We're going to make a 399 and like, you know, like building people up and get the whole explosion at the end of enthusiasm because of the fact that they're going to hype, hype the technology and the system up to the Hilton and come in this with an affordable price point of some sort. So now whether they do, they're setting us up now to come in with a three ninety nine price point in the, you know, wow people per se, we'll have to see if, if they're, you know, basically hustling a little bit. I don't know. I wouldn't put beyond them. I wouldn't put beyond any game console manufacturer. I mean, you see what Microsoft did with the project Scorpio build up, you know, like most powerful console ever, like, you know, yeah. Okay. So so powerful. It's almost unreal. It's almost not fair. You know. I, I got <laughs> I got the picture of it somewhere. So. Yeah. All the all the marketing speak that they did, but. Yeah. You know, it, it's got to be it. It's got to be about the games. It's got to be about the software. Um, it's got to be. About giving you that long view of what you're going to be playing. Now, a lot of people. I think it's a lot of people have been critical about Sony uh, uh, regarding releasing information about games continuously over the years and not hitting you with a release date until well, well, well into that game's development. I mean, I think uh, Last Guardian still holds the record, <laughs> at least oh, on the, the console longest. side. Yeah. Of, uh, 
Well, yeah, at least for an exclusive uh, being announced and it comes out the following generation. But I like that idea. I like knowing what's coming and keeping me abreast of the progress of said title. I'm not really worried about when it's coming out. I just want to know what's coming out. What are you putting on this console that I can't play anywhere else? What are you putting, what content is going to build value that I as a consumer am going to make the decision to, hey, I think this is a product I need to invest in because it has these game, in this case, these games that I can only play here natively. So, you know, that that's the way I look at their, the way that they've announced their software of late. They've been announcing their software of late. Oh, I think it's a course cor- correction from a few, like three E3s ago where, you know, it's like Shenmue 3, Final Fantasy 7. Shenmue 3. <laughs> yeah. All these like big, you know, quote unquote, you know, megatons, you know, <laughs> back then being talked about where, you know, Shenmue 3 is coming out this year. Final Fantasy 7, we don't even know if it's going to be at E3 this year. Not again. I know that thing has been in and out of, uh, you know, ramping up for development and whatnot and so on and so forth. So I think it's a course cor- correction from them to where before they were um, trying to hype uh, out of things that uh, were f- so far in the future. And, you know, it's like, I'm grateful they're not going to be at E3 this year. I mean, do I want to see another Last of Us 2 trailer again? <laughs> I've seen enough Last of Us 2 trailers. Yeah, kind of spent. Truth. Yeah, you know. Do I want another Death Stranding trailer? No, I don't want another Death Stranding trailer. So, so um, you know, I know they unveiled that a little bit too early, in my opinion. <laughs> you know, so it just depends you know, how they are going about things. But uh, you know, one thing I want to ask you guys and one thing I want to kind of discuss is what specs or features, you know, we're not a hardware focus group like we stated before. What specs or features would you want in your next generation console? That being either the next Xbox, the Codename Anaconda, uh, the new PlayStation, or, and God forbid, even an updated Switch on that what what features would you guys want to see on, on a, that on a new console yeah just on new, just one of these consoles coming out in general what features would you want to see well the, the ssd is so. great number one i think i think any anything that can help out load times is great and so, some a fa- like a like a hardcore like better processing you know i really hope you know kevin is wrong with that you know that that mid that midlife refresh like i'm really hoping that that doesn't happen and they can actually just give us something that's just good you know, I'm just like that's 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 what I'm hoping for. You know, but I have no idea. I hope I'm wrong too, because I'm going to be one of those dudes that's going to go out and buy the dang thing again. <laughs> you know, See, I don't just like do they did with the pro. Like, I don't want to uh, do that. If I can't. I know you, you don't. Know, have I, a I don't pro, want. So. I don't want to do it. No, trust me. I if I can get away without spending more money, I definitely want to do that. Uh, me too. Me too. For for sure. So. Uh, one thing I was interested, at least on my side of the fence, is them talking about the um, headphone codec and the built-in software for headphones and saying that that's going to be built into the actual you know, hardware itself on there. And maybe we'll get beyond the fact that we have to go out and get a like, you know, $250 like, you know, um, Astro headset, Turtle Beach headset with specific codecs and 
having to do with all these complicated ass uh, connections as far as gaming on a headset on there that if it's just going to work out the box and then be able to have all these surround sound codecs built in directly into the software itself that I'm not relying on a third party company to come up with a better solution with the audio on that. And to me, if they could uh, heighten my audio experience with the the new systems coming out, uh, I'm two thumbs up on that. You know, whoever decides to come into play. I kind of enjoy what Xbox does with the whole um, Dolby Atmos for headphone uh, built right into the OS on there. That's one thing I think they uh, are doing a good job with on the Xbox side of defense on that that uh, could use some implementation on both PlayStation and Switch's side as well. So, um, I think for myself, and I'm going to sound like a broken record, I just want games and whatever those the implementation of the the implementation of features that any of these upcoming consoles are going to be giving us i wanted to make the gaming experience as good as it can be um so i i think i i guess what i mean by that is the you know UI presentation and all that other stuff is, you know, I guess that's important to some folks. I just want it to work. I want it to be simple and I want it to work. You know, I'm a big fan of the cross media bar. A lot of people can't stand it. I think it's I think it's great because everything is where it needs to be. On the other hand, is I'm not throwing shade, but I just think that the UI on the Xbox is just a pain in the butt to figure out. And, I, and I've mentioned my issues with their user interface, their user interface, uh, both before and after their Windows 10 update. So I just hope that that everything that they implement, whether it's you know using SSD or whether it's updates to the UI, all of that, the focus needs to be about gaming and how to get you to your game as efficient and make that experience as enjoyable as possible so agreed as long as they focus on all that you know everything else everything everything else is just gravy but gaming has to be the center of all of this stuff i don't i don't want to see that if Mark Cerny comes out for the full release and starts talking about PlayStation View. <laughs> I'm going to I'm going to be a little bit concerned. Uh, as long as the, as long as the focus remains on just getting you into your game, then that's really what that's what these consoles are all about. So you don't want a, like a 20 minute presentation on Powers Two or something. You know, I don't want to see Powers. <laughs> I don't want to see hear about PlayStation View. I don't want to hear about if it ain't a game, or if it's not about a feature that is going to allow me to enjoy the a, a game, <laughs> I don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear about TV. I don't want to hear about <laughs> sports. Sports, sports. I don't want to hear about that. No. You want you want no 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 tester season three or something? <laughs> no, no tester season three. No GT GT boot camp. I don't want to hear none about that. Okay. Uh, one thing I, I'm wanting to see myself 
it was kind of talked about in the copyright, but uh, there was rumors that this next system supposed to be backwards compatible all the way back. Uh, the PlayStation One on there, and if they pull that effing thing off, excuse my French. <laughs> You know, I look at uh, that one retro system that has all the modular uh, things that you could pop in and pop out and play like Saturn games and like original PlayStation and SNES, Genesis, so on and so forth. If they can make this next system capable like a normal PC that run emulators from all the way back to PlayStation 1 um, software and they have it run natively out of the box on this thing, that is my... Major one wish list. If they could get that off and pop that off and integrate PSN to where I could download a, maybe per se a, a PS3 game. <laughs> like say for instance, I want to play like uh, Red Faction Grill, the original one, not the remastered version or something. Or play a, a PS3 game like um, you know 3D Dot Game Heroes or something to where if I could run it natively off my PS5 and to be able to you know pop a disc in and play my game or download something on PSN and still play something from those prior past generations. I think that would be amazing if that if that particular um, registered trademark that copyright that they got in uh, on that as far as that is concerned that they 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 would you know just make it just that much extra like the nuts the whipped cream and the cherry on the top of the whole damn thing. So that would be cool. Um, and believe me, I, I would love to go back and play dynamite, my copy of dynamite Decca. <laughs> pop in your God hand CD. You know? Yeah. It's just yeah. As, as much as the next as next person. But as long as that doesn't affect what they're trying to do with software going forward, I'm fine with it. Yeah, it's when it becomes your greater selling point as opposed to the new content that you're putting out or because they're trying to keep prices at an acceptable console level, implementing that additional work and uh, R&D time and tech time, if that space that could have been better implemented for to getting new content being the best it can be if we're sacrificing some of that to get all of the past i'm i'm not i, I don't want that no i mean they have i I, I, I want that. yeah i don't i don't want that it, it, i and you know people are going to tear these boxes down and look at them and you know people are going to be say you know and if they say hey you know, if they would have done this in this chipset design because they wanted to get, you know, everything fully backwards compatible. And I, and I don't know if that actually is a thing with with emulators being the case anymore. But let's just say it was if, you know, some tech savvy folks on YouTube start breaking these boxes down and say, hey, if they would have used this space or this area or this part of the OS uh, for current stuff as opposed to letting me play all this old stuff, uh, you know, I'd, I'd, I'd feel a little bit uh, disappointed because I want the focus to be current gaming. If I really want to play Dynamite Decca and God Hand, you know, I can just go and get either emulate it or 
get the original hardware to play it. If I if you can give me all that and the future with no com- with no compromise, quote unquote, then wonderful. That that's just fantastic. But if I got to make a choice between one or the other, I, I definitely I want I want a system that's going to keep the focus on the future. Yeah, I agree with Kev on that one because you can't have me you know, buying something over and over and over and over again, though, that is sort of the, that's what they're trying to do. And this kind of half, half life cycle, half, you know, this and that. And I I really hope they don't do that, but you never know. You never know. Well, I mean, if it has backward compatibility support without no penalties to the current gen, that would be like the best case scenario, of course, you know, but your modern PCs, I mean, there's PS3 emulators out there that run games beautifully. So, if they already have the PS4 emulation built in natively and they could bake in PS3, PS2, and PS1 into it, mm-hmm. that'd be the goods. So, And that system you were referencing is the Polymega. The Polymega, yeah. Yeah, which which looks sick as all get out. I, I got to be honest. I kind of, I really do sort of want to get that. I don't want to, I don't want to in, invest in it, you know, at, the level is because I think they're only doing their Patreon or their whatever they whatever their online crowdfunding. They're trying to meet, going to be meeting those orders first. I would want to wait until it becomes available retail at traditional retail outlets. Uh, but yeah, I, I, I kind of sort of really want to get one of those. Well, they they sell the Saturn emulation, which is to me the big boondoggle of all the systems so far. Yeah, at least they've been trying to emulate so. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So, um, I guess that's that's probably going to wrap up our discussion. I mean, they didn't reveal a whole lot. They just kind of, like we said, just kind of pushed the veil aside a little bit. Not a full reveal, so we don't know what the the next Dual Shock is going to look like yet. We don't know what the uh, the plastic box surrounding the chipset is going to look like yet. But they they just dropped a little bit of information just to whet the appetite of what PlayStation has in store for uh, its fans or those who enjoy the, its content uh, for this upcoming generation. So oh. I'm, I'm looking forward to it. I'm looking forward I, to it. I think they made, a good, the they made a good uh, choice to get ahead of any rumors that might still be leaking out, coming out anyway. You know, and there's enough, like, you know, Anaconda speculation on the Xbox side of the fence the already. Anaconda. So silly. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, that's the code name for the uh, Uber Uber Next Death Xbox on there, the one that's supposed to be not dedicated towards a streaming box or anything like that. So, so, so. yeah, the, yeah the, it was good. Well, the rumors have been flying out for so long, though. I mean, I don't yeah. even know if you're really getting ahead, getting out ahead of anything. I mean, people are, are faking prototype mock-ups and white pages <laughs> i mean they're not just for playstation but for all the systems so it's it's really hard for lay folk who don't have connections in the industry to really figure out what's real and what's bunk so uh, really the best the, your best bet is just to wait until a situation like this where someone who knows like mark cerny uh is given 
the the green light to come out and and start speaking on these new products. But yeah, I, I you know I'm I'm hyped for for next gen. I also want to see what Xbox brings to the table. So yeah, <clears throat> especially with the games, of course. So oh the, yeah, first and foremost, absolutely. You got it. First and foremost, so. So we chopped that up quite a bit, you know, uh, with those bits that Mark Cerny dropped on us. But we're going to turn a, turn a page in the show, and we're going to jump into our news line. And there's definitely some interesting news broke over the past couple of weeks. And once again, our man Trader Joe is going to fill us in on what has transpired in the world of gaming. So, Joe, why don't you hit us up with that? All right. Since we're talking about consoles, we'll hit off with a couple of news articles about new iterations of consoles on there. The Finally, the Xbox One S all digital, the Xbox One SAD, has been unveiled um, by Microsoft officially. Um, it's going to be out on May the 7th on there. It's going to be priced at $249.99 on there. They did make a point that the system will always be $50 cheaper than the cheapest Xbox One S with a um, disk drive on that. So if they discount the price on the Xbox One S, this will always be $50 cheaper on that. But this bad boy is going to come with a one terabyte hard drive along with digital codes for Forza Horizon 3, Sea of Thieves, and Minecraft in the box on there. And so this is uh, clearly available for people that do want to just get into the Xbox uh, architecture and get into the uh, um, particular uh, pipeline of games, especially with Games Pass on there. If they're not too specifically wanting uh, physical media, uh, they could basically just download games and be able to utilize their Game Pass and be able to download any other games they want from the store on that. So... So um, a lot of people right now, I would say if I'm going to go into an opinion about this, I think I wish they would have came in with at a cheaper price possibly on this thing. Um, what's your guys' opinions on this? I would agree. You know, a little bit cheaper would have been a lot more, you know, user, um, sorry, uh, consumer friendly. But, you know, hey, what are you going to do? Yeah. I mean, I don't use my disk drive to play Blu-rays or movies, so I'm not really worried about that. And to tell you God's honest truth, it's like I don't really care about collecting Xbox game, you know, physical game discs at all. I mean, when I think of Xbox, I think of X Games Pass now. It seems like it's just a, a point to me, at least, that, you know, I'm not as focused on having a big library of game titles from Microsoft on there. I'm just going to, you know, obviously play whatever first party games they release on Games Pass and plus whatever else they curate on that necessarily and i don't know how you feel about kev or desmond but you maybe kind of wheel and deal and say how you feel about it um this is the definitely the wrong price point and i think it's like they're like like we were talking about uh the last episode i think this is a fish they're fishing to see we're, we're we're seeing an aspect of the of the next generation of of one of uh, or, or a device in the upcoming generation of the Xbox family. This should have been 149 at the most, 150 Agreed. at the most, with 
let's say let's give you three months of or one year of Xbox Live and three months of Game Pass and a two terabyte drive. I, I, th- I mean, it, 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 they're giving you three games, two games, and, and it's already installed. So you've got Forza Horizon 3. They didn't even put the, the latest one up. Is Forza, Forza Horizon 3 on Game Pass as well? I want to say it is. Uh, I think only four is. So Only four is? Okay. Yeah. Uh, sea of Thieves, which definitely is on Game Pass. I say just maybe if you have to put something on there, okay, give them Minecraft, give them a two terabyte drive, put this thing out for 149 at the most, and call it a day. Because yeah. if Game Pass is the selling point, Game Pass really is the platform now. You know, in my opinion, Game Pass is the platform. I don't think it's even Xbox anymore, it's Game Pass. Just give them the the space that they're going to need so they can go and look at their library and pull whatever they want and curate the, that hard drive the way they want to with the games that they want. Yeah, the, this this price point is is not good. And I've watched some YouTube videos where they've already broken this thing down, and the only th- the only difference is that the hard the the, the blue the the Blu-ray drive is gone. And I'm like, okay, you've got all this empty space. Why couldn't you put, why couldn't have you used that to add a second hard drive? Or, you know, I know they don't want to make it smaller because we're already towards the end of the life cycle for uh, for these consoles. So I wasn't really expecting a form factor change, but man, one terabyte and some and and these funky games and two hundred two hundred fifty dollars is not is not good so i think they overshot this price point significantly this thing should have just come with minecraft and just a just hit you with that game pass and let you just start downloading you know a year of live and maybe a year game pass for 149.99 i I can sort of understand why they wouldn't want to give you that year of Game Pass because, like I said, I think that's the platform at this point. But at least, get, at least, just let you curate a bigger hard drive with the games that you want off of their Game Pass service. Well, so. we'll see what happens. I think this is just a blip, in my opinion. I mean, it kind of reminds me of the PSP Go. This is the last time a uh, discless version of a console or a platform has come out. At least from one of the major console manufacturers. So we'll have to see if we have a streaming box next gen from Xbox, as rumored as such, to see what the difference in the price point between the Anaconda and whatever they're going to call the uh, the um, next generation's light version of the console is going to be on that. And this is a whole other thing. I mean, one thing that Xbox does is they reiterate uh, a lot of their hardware i mean they have 10 million iterations of uh, different colors uh the xbox elite controller so this is just another um engineering feat on their end and they're bringing this to market just to see test the waters a bit so yeah we'll see but this is i would i if, if i was sending somebody off to college uh, I wouldn't buy them this. I, I'd Hell get them. No. I'd get them one of those one S's. 
get him or her one of those one S's and Xbox Live and game and Game Pass, and do it that way. This 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 is. I, <laughs> I, nah, I would get him a PlayStation Four and PlayStation Now. Well, I mean, I'm 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 keep I'm comparing apples to apples. Gotcha. I mean, not I, apples to oranges. Yeah. Yeah, I'm comparing apples to apples. This this is not a good deal. Gotcha. Uh, don't fall for the okie doke, folks. If you're looking to try to get to get into the X, just just get an S. You can find those things for under two hundred bucks with with pack in games up the wazoo. I it's, saw something on cheap ass gamer saying there's like a uh, at walmart the battlefield 5 xbox one s condo bu- console bundle for 175 so I yeah mean, just, yeah you know. and, and 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 you and that's what i why i don't understand because it's not like microsoft doesn't know what retailer bundles are out there they're the one they're the manufacturer and they should have either a this this thing is just way too expensive and it and it and it's got way too small. It, it's got it's got too small of a hard drive to be solely dependent on your digital download. So I, I don't know. <laughs> it's just weird. All right. Next article is about another hardware iteration in of itself. Um, basically, Wall Street Journal translated something from the Nikkei uh, Japanese uh, business journal on that saying Nintendo has uh, are working on two separate versions of the switch on there they're working on a inexpensive um more portable version of it and they're also working on a next generation model of the switch on there so what's been speculated now is that the um less expensive more portable switch will be coming out in the fall it is going to be dockable to be able to be played on your tv i know that they stated too this is all rumors and conjecture, mind you, that the uh, next generation model of the Switch has kind of been put on the back burner a little bit or are still playing around with prototypes and whatnot. So I don't think when the uh, news story first broke, they said that they were supposed to bring out two different versions of the Switch this fall, a uh, next generation and also a more portable version of the Switch. So, So right now it's looking... Where it's going to be all systems go on the portable, more portable version of the Switch, less expensive version of the Switch would would make perfect sense with uh, Pokemon and Animal Crossing coming out there at the end of the year, by the end of the year, on that. So, and that they're going to put the uh, the Nintendo Switch Pro or the Nintendo Switch X, whatever you know, naming conventions you want to go with, is going to be, uh, you know, probably more than likely coming out sometime in 2020 or at least being released at a later point in time i'm not um, a fan yeah, of this so. you're not, not a fan I'm, how I'm come i'm not a fan of because like why do we have need a small one a smaller one like i don't like... uh I, th- I think the 3ds market's dying for one and i think um you know nintendo and they're you know between ds ds Lite, ds <laughs> 3d ds xl you know and you know all the different uh, um as far as iterations of their hardware, is this uh, this is what they do. This is the same thing. We talk about Microsoft releasing 10 million versions of their controller and every, every color scheme under the sun. This is the same thing that Nintendo does on there. And, you know, I guess there's people out there that will go out and buy every, <laughs> uh, you know, iteration, hardware iteration of a particular console life cycle. I mean, myself, I have, bought a 3ds xl you know you know i have bought the next upgraded portable versions of the ds and the 3ds before so 
there's no question that you know I, I'm actually <laughs> almost a hundred percent on this this bad boy because if if especially what Kevin mentioned last episode if they come out with this thing and make it both uh, cross compatible with 3ds and with a switch that it would be like you know the ultimate Trojan horse in my humble opinion but uh, so you just don't feel like you need to go out and buy another switch after paying three hundred dollars for the one you have yep <laughs> basically. Yeah. Pretty much, buddy. Yeah. Yeah, oh. I'm 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 interested in seeing how they're going to I'm more, I would be more interested in seeing how they're going to implement shrink this thing down and see how those Joy-Cons and and if it's going to be something more along the if those Joy-Cons are still going to be you can be able to to separate them because those Joy-Cons aren't exactly you know, don't exactly feel your hand as as it is. So it's, I'm I'm curious to see how the more portable version of the Switch is going to be because I don't even look at the Switch as being portable. Uh, I mean, it's it's more portable than a than a traditional console for sure. But you know, and it's portable to you know you you know take it to the take it to the bathroom while you're on the throne and you know run around of Smash Brothers, but. I'm I'm not taking that thing anywhere. <laughs> nope. I, I don't I'm not like, taking it to work. It's not a like I don't understand that. This is not a baby like console for me. You know, I just I just don't I, I, I don't get it. I don't I just don't get it. Like I, I'm not gonna play that game at, or I'm not gonna play that as a as, like I I just don't need to take that anywhere, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and that's so, what that's what's to me disappointing yeah. about the Switch is that I don't want to take it anywhere, and I'm used to having a Nintendo console portable um, since the day one through 3DS, DS on there, and I take my DS and 3DS to work still. I mean, that's why out of the three of us, I'm looking more towards this iteration of it because of the fact I do want to take my um, Switch to work, and I think the Switch as is is too big. Uh, for me to haul that bad boy to work every day, you know, back and forth on there. I know get a bigger bag, but <laughs> I'm still, uh, to me, that thing is, for one, too expensive, too bulky, um, you know, and even though it is portable, I would love to take it if I took long flights somewhere you know, or traveled extensively. Um, I would love to take the, you know, the standard switch with me, but uh, get, I want to see what they're going to come up with, so. So we'll we'll see, you know, whether I'm going to be a sucker and spending 200 bucks on this thing, 250, whatever it's going to come out as. Let's <laughs> call me a sucker, I guess. He's a sucker. <laughs> <laughs> Can you dig it, sucker? Um, and, and another thing that I'm still not sold on this. I, I need to see this updated. This you know the Switch Pro, you know, for lack of a of a of a actual title for this additional system that's supposed to be in the works as well because I just don't see Nintendo's art style at least from their first party content being requiring that much graphic uh, graphic intensity um, I mean the Wii U you know it's like you were saying Des it's just a couple a couple of a couple of Wii's taped together <laughs> if that <laughs> and so their first party content looked fantastic. How do you justify? And, and, and again, maybe it's with the upcoming Metroid 
and maybe that's why maybe that could be one of the factors uh promoting Nintendo to or causing Nintendo to take it back to the uh take it back to the drawing board a new Metroid could really be a strong selling point for a more powerful Switch. But again, um, Mario, Yoshi, they're not, they don't start, they, you don't really need that much horsepower in your console to give you that, to give you what the kind of graphic excitement that first party Nintendo has been giving us since, since its inception. You know, so I, I really want to see how they promote and try to sell a high end switch. Is the small is it going to be like is the smaller one going to be more more um, uh, not more? Is it going to be less expensive or? I hope so. I, I hope I hope the portable I, one is is less expensive. I'm expecting it to be less expensive, so that's my expectation. If I'm going to go out and spend 300 bucks on a more portable Switch, I see everyone would go out there and just buy the damn thing with the dock and just get the regular, you know, Switch out there, you know. So mm-hmm. I'm expecting a cheaper, um, less de- less um, complicated technologically-wise Switch as far as a simpler Switch for children to play Pokemon and Animal Crossing or something that I could take on the go a little bit easier. Mm-hmm on that so that's why my expectation is so and so we'll see if i get my expectation now or if nintendo's gonna you know come out with this uh uh switch s or something where it's it's gonna be you know just as expensive or more expensive we'll see i mean this is the same company that brought out the game boy micro for god's sake i mean so hopefully they could get uh the console to a smaller form factor that uh would you know, satisfy the people out there looking to sell more consoles out to people so they could play Pokemon and Animal Crossing, so on and so forth. So, but we'll see. And probably have to wait till at least E3 to unveil that thing. So, now as far as other gaming news, this last couple weeks, uh, Sega has confirmed ten more games for the Genesis Mini on there, and it's looking like a Awesome little retro system. The 10 games that got announced. Uh, Earthworm Jim, Sonic the Hedgehog 2, Castle of Illusion starring Mickey Mouse, World of Illusion starring Mickey Mouse and Donald Duck, uh, Contra Hardcore, uh, Streets of Rage 2, Thunder Force 3, Super Fantasy Zone, Shinobi 3, Return of the Ninja Master, and Landstalker on there. That joins uh, the 10 other, other confirmed games, including Sonic the Hedgehog, Echo the Dolphin, Castlevania, Bloodline, Space Harrier 2, Shining Force, Dr. Robotnik's Mean Bean Machine, Toe Jam and Earl, Comic Zone, Altered Beast, and Gunstar Heroes on that. So so 20 games revealed so far, 20 more games to go on there. So uh, Sega Genesis Mini will be released on September 19th. It's going to cost 80 bucks. You'll get two uh, three-button controllers in there, plus an HDMI cable, power cable, and adapter on that. So... And after these uh, latest 10 games were announced, sign me up on there. I don't know how you guys feel about it, but I'm ready to pick this bad boy up. And I'm actually ready to use it, too. So, <laughs> Yeah, I want to get one. I'm definitely going to get one. Like I said, I missed out the gen- on the Genesis originally. So be a nice nice way to, to kind of catch up with that. I'm probably oh, going to no. get it. <laughs> 
Yeah, I mean, to me, the Genesis, it's like, you know, um, I bought one day one. I was a fervent fan of Sega back then on there. I, you know, I like both Sega and Nintendo. I bought both because, you know, I was <laughs> working a full-time job by that, you know, in my 20s that when that generation came around and I could afford both. But, um, you know, Sega still has a good, you know, there's, to me... They always brought the goods from Genesis all the way up to uh, Dreamcast, in my opinion. So, on there, so I'm very much looking forward to this thing. So, mm-hmm. uh, so we'll have to see when it comes out. You know, September. You know, I'm gonna drop eighty bucks down, but uh, be better than a PlayStation Classic for sure. So, mm-hmm. you see that PlayStation Classic went down. It's uh, now thirty dollars in some retail outlets now. So, there you go. Yeah. It hits fifteen or twenty, I'd probably pick it up and hack it. Oh, it's already been hacked the hell and back, and it's actually pretty good hacked. So, mm. so. yeah, that's why. Even though it doesn't make sense, because I've got a, uh, we, we all got retro pies. So yeah, pretty like... much. You got, we got decent PCs. We can emulate anything we wanted off the PlayStation One. So, now next bit of news is going to kind of be uh, put a smile on your face, at least, Kevin on here so arc system works is working now with WaveForward, and they're going to do a collaboration to produce river city girls a brand new title based on the classic river city kunyukun series on that so so they are going to be developing a uh, 2d side-scrolling game in the um, river city universe with ladies instead of dudes on there so so any thoughts kevin um, as long as it's not like the last River City Ransom, the last River City Ransom was not good. I played it on the, uh, on the, on the, on the, uh, DS, 3DS. And I can't remember the, the subtitle on it, but it was nowhere near as good as the one that, that came out before that one. So as long as they go back to that original, to that formula, or even better yet, do something like uh, River City Rampage on PC. I really wish, I, I really wish that game oh. River River City Rampage is so much fun. I, I really wish that game would get some love on the console side. Is uh, it River City Ransom Underground? R- the game underground, yeah. Or I call it Rampage. Uh, yeah, it's Underground. Okay. Under, oh. Underground is so freaking awesome. The uh, art director of that game is actually is an employee of WayForward. So, okay, it, so right then and there should tell you as far as uh, what angle this game is going to come in at. So, yeah, so, well, if it's like underground, sign me up. because underground is fantastic. It's the it's the best in the series, in my opinion. The art director so, works for WayForward. That's why they're collaborating more than likely. So, mm. so we'll have to see when that rears its head. On that, they didn't mention what console, but uh, I'm assuming it's going to be more on the Switch side of fence. But we'll see once it does get unveiled whether it's coming out for PC and other consoles as well. On that, um, also too, a long rumored Castlevania collection details finally came out on there. So uh, there was a blog post on the PlayStation blog. Uh, the Castlevania Anniversary Collection is going to hit the PlayStation 4 on May 16th. On there, it's going to be uh, $20, and you're going to be able to get, uh, with that, um, Castlevania uh, 1, 
Castlevania 2, Belmont's Revenge, Castlevania 3, Dracula's Curse on there, Super Castlevania 4, a couple of the Game Boy games, uh, Castlevania The Adventure on that, um, also Kid Dracula on there, and Castlevania Bloodlines from the Genesis on there. So all all seven of those games are going to be released um, on the PlayStation 4 on their 1999 and that's a, that's a nice collection of Castlevania games in my opinion. So what do you, what's your guys' opinion? Is it day one or something where you're going to look at a later point in time or it probably won't be day one for me, but that does sound awesome, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I might have to pick it up. Yeah. I'm, yeah, I'm definitely going to get it uh, again. I don't know if it's like you Des. I don't know if it's going to be day one, but I'm definitely going to be picking it up. Yeah, one thing that people were surprised was the inclusion of Kid Dracula, which never came out here. I know that's uh, like I've never heard of that game. Yeah, so like almost like a um, uh, like an SD like super deformed version of Castlevania that came out uh, for the Famicom and also came out for Game Boy, and so yeah, that's pretty much uh, something that's going to get released here for the first time on that. So 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 I think especially Simon's Quest. I like Simon's Quest a lot. So Dracula's Curse. So I mean, I'm I'm down. I am down. So it has both Game Boy games, Castlevania, the Adventure, uh, Belmont's Revenge, and then Kid Dracula, of course, and Bloodlines. So so twenty bucks, sign me up. On there. Also, this last few weeks on here, um, they have announced the date for Marvel Ultimate Alliance three for the Switch. It's going to be out for the Nintendo Switch on July nineteenth. On there, um, at present, 27 heroes have been confirmed, and as the players level up, you'll learn new skills that will be used on the fly on there. So I think this is a perfect summer game on there. It's a Switch exclusive. It's going to be uh, sold for a full $59.99 on that. So so any thoughts, you guys, on this? It's going to be good, like, a summer, you know, kind of a good game to kind of, you know, play during kind of a you know usual dead cycle for games during the summertime usually i won't be buying it but you know more power to you if you do any, any interest on your part kevin or no no the 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 ultimate uh alliance style action games just don't appeal to me it, it it's it's kind of like it's almost like you're playing at least to me from what I've watched, it's almost like you're playing Warcraft with a controller. Because, like, you know, you're slashing, all you see is numbers I mean, fly out. And I mean, honestly, things I mean, just kind of fall over. I mean, yeah, honestly, this... for me, I played I played the other two. So, I mean, I might pick it up, but I don't, I don't think I'm going to pick it up, like, day one or anything. You know, I just don't yeah, know. I don't know if it's worth 60 bones or not. That's the know. other thing. It's like, uh, that's a lot of money. You know, I have but... the other two, and I, I beat the other two. You know, I just don't think. You know, sixty bucks. Sixty bucks is a lot. That's a lot of money. Yeah, this depends. This is uh, Tecmo Koei, man. So I, it's going to be a different beast, even though it's named Ultimate Alliance Three. Um, I, I don't know how Muso it's going to be, or whether it's going to be. Well, if it's like the original one, it's not a Muso game at all. It's like you run through, you you meet some people, and you you you, you kill them. You know, the original you, two, two games to... were developed in the U.S. by Raven Software. So yeah, no. And I liked those, but I just don't know about this about this new iteration. You know, I don't know either. That's why it's such a wild card, you know. So, and for me, I'm not buying a day one either. So, I mean, it seems like it's a lot of money, you know. Oh, for sure, 
And then, and like I'd I'd rather kind of have an Avengers game, honestly. That's in the works. We'll probably get to see more at E3. I mean, if Square Enix is smart, <laughs> we'll see. And I know Crystal Dynamics have been working on the Avengers title for quite a bit of time. So, so like if I can, like I, that's what I'm waiting for. I mean, Marvel Alliance was great. Don't get me wrong, but I just don't see people clamoring for it. You know, like I, like, like they would be clamoring for a um, a. Uh, an Avengers game like that's that's the game they should have had a long time ago oh I know you know because you got yeah. Avengers uh in game opening up and you got you know the the last the last one it's just like come on why aren't we like why am I not battling Thanos you know in HD you know it's like <laughs> you know it's like yeah. why yeah. I, I think movie games kind of lost their like uh Identity, not this last generation. Yeah, this last generation, you know. But, I mean, but yeah. the Spider-Man was great. You know, I mean, it's not a movie game, but but it's like, they, they need to make it like Spider-Man. Let's, let's get it. Let's get it, you know. Yeah. All right. And then last but not least, my last <laughs> news story uh, kind of made me kind of a little frowny face, and it's kind of a, a bold thing for them to admit. There was an interview with... Uh, uh, Next Machina and Resogun developer Housemark, and they have admitted in an interview with the VG247, uh, basically saying that uh, they do admit that Storm Divers, or um, game that they're developing, that's in the battle royale genre, is unlikely to be a success on there. <laughs> so, well, and they have uh, come out and stated on there, and, and this is the quote, the problem is with us, we've always had the change of idea, our idea. We originally thought that the game would be a premium game, but now it should be free to play, and do we have enough content to do that? I don't know. Uh, we're kind of a bit short of money to fully realize what we want to do as a launch edition of the game. We'll see. It is tough. Whether it's going to succeed, it's unlikely because of the tough competition on there. So, and they talked about that they've been working on this game uh, for quite a bit of time on there. I know this is their uh, big break from their original like arcade type games that they were developing for years and years and years on that. So, but uh, also in the news story, uh, they're stating that they only have about 15 people working on this storm divers game right now, but they have another project that they're working on with about 60 people. Uh, that they're hoping will be a big success on there. It's currently unannounced, but it does have a publisher attached on there, and he stated that maybe sometime next year, early next year, the game will be announced. He's not committing whether it's going to be PC or whether it's going to be on the next-gen console or not, but they've been working on this other game for at least two years, and they're using Unreal Engine and its tools on that. And quote-unquote, it's the biggest game that Housemark has made on this. So for everyone out there that was worried about Housemark and their future viability going and trying to develop a battle royale game, it looks like even they could see the handwriting on the wall, you know. On so well, I just hope it's, uh, it's, it's, it's a yeah, I know, I hope it's a good game, but you know, when you're competing with with uh, money like EA and, you know, with uh, Epic and whatnot, I mean how do you expect to really, you know, get any you know, traction in this specific space on there. I know that they're still releasing betas for it. They're working with uh, unknown Chinese investment firms on there to be able to get this out in the Chinese market on there. So, you know, they're going to angle how they're going to angle this, but uh, 
We'll have to see once this comes out. Kevin, are you going to check out Storm Divers once it comes out? Or if, if they're not even saying it's going to be a success and you hate Battle Royales to the end of days. Yeah, Battle uh, Royale's not my jam. And I don't I, I This is a kind of a double-sided sword for me. On the one side, I can appreciate his candor I and too. his straightforwardness. But if you don't have faith in your project, why should I? Yeah, that's I mean, someone was kind of reiterating a little bit too, as well. So, you know, I, I mean, it, that that's really difficult because of late, you know, we we kind of been throwing shade at what some of whether it's actually dishonesty or not is completely up for debate. But we throw shade at these publishers and developers for not being forthright in you know what's going to actually be in the game or loot boxes and whatnot. And and then the, then he comes up and says, hey, you know, I don't think it's going to be a, a, a success. And while I applaud the honesty, it's like I just, you know, that's like, hey, you know, <laughs> I got a Yugo to sell you. It's a yeah. piece of crap. <laughs> you want to mm, buy it? <laughs> yeah. There is another quote in that interview. He says, it's quite brutal, this industry, quite brutal. It's something that, it's something that happens like, oh, shit, the race is on and we just couldn't make it. So he's talking past tense. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean, it, it's almost like he's like he's wants to scrap the project. Doesn't sound there's they're hopeful that they learn some lessons from it, uh, but they're still working on it and still going to release it. So so um, they do have a Chinese partner that they're releasing the game with. So. You know, hopefully they still have some success with it, but uh, you know, for them to come out and outright say in the interview and be perfectly honest, yeah. I mean, I, both me, you, everyone can know that this probably wouldn't be a success either. When we no first one's going to give you it. your shine except you. Yeah. And you've got to convince others that your shine is worth investing in. Yeah. And I, I don't know. That's. <laughs> yeah, that's a little I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> that is suspect. Is absolutely. Uh, so I don't know about that. But uh, all oh. right, Joe. Thank you for sharing that in, that gaming in get gaming news with uh, with us and our listeners this week. Contact. You can reach us at gamingvessels at gmail dot com. Uh, if you have anything that you'd like to share with us regarding gaming, that's where you're going to want to send your email. If you want to even be a part of the show. And be part of how this sausage is made. Uh, that is where you're going to be sending uh, your request to do so and share your thoughts on gaming and the gaming industry with us there. Social. You kind of cut out, Kev. So let's try one more time, okay? Kevin, Kevin, Kevin. Mm-hmm. You want me in the show? <laughs> uh, Joe, why don't you give your uh, contact information, okay? Oh, all right. Oh, there you're back. You're back. Look, you're back. All right. Enter, uh, edit here. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what happened because I, I'm still show is logged in in Skype. So yeah, I, I, just, you know, I, I just think it was a little bit of your microphone kind of went out. Maybe you had to shorten it or something. So, uh, so why don't we just start over? All right. Um. Uh, Let's see if I'm okay. 
All right, I'll, I'll, I'll just pick up where, as if Joe just finished his last article yep. in the news line. All right, Joe, thanks for sharing that information with us. It was good chopping, chopping up those, uh, news those articles, those news nuggets. Contact. You can reach us at gamingvessels at gmail.com. Uh, if you have any, any ideas or any, um, not ideas necessarily, but any thoughts that you have on the gaming uh, industry or games in general with us, you're going to want to send those emails there. If you'd like to even be a part of the show, that's where you're going to want to send uh, that request to that email. That email Again, that is gamingvessels at gmail.com. On Twitter, I can be reached at shownuff71. That's S-H-O-N-U-F-F, the number 71. PSN, I am shownuff, the number 7. Same spelling with the number 7. Shonuff071 on Xbox Live with same spelling with 071. And Shonuff71 on Steam, same spelling uh, with the number 71 at the end. Trader Joe, where can folks reach you at? Uh, on Twitter, um, can be found at Joe Fongul, G-O-E-F-O-N-G-U-L. Uh, PSN, Steam, and Nintendo Networks, I can be found at Kamunagara, K-A-M. U-N-A-G-A-R-A, and the outlier is Xbox. I can be found at Mr. Fongol, so uh, capital M-R, capital F-O-N-G-U-L on good old Xbox Live on that. So, All right, Des, where can the folks reach you? You can reach me at uh, Nemo Tigger, N-E-M-O. TGGR on both uh, PSN and Xbox Live, and you can catch me on uh, Twitter at uh, the Nemo Six T H E N E M O and the number six. Well, all right. Well, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for joining us with this episode, season four, episode six of Gaming Vessels Podcast for the Bay Area Terror Des. And for Trader Joe, the food max of gaming, who will maximize your gaming dollar, I'm Shonuff71, and we're signing off till next time. Peace.